This is Bloomberg Surveillance. The U.S. rate count, which is a key indicator for U.S. share production, has increased for two consecutive weeks. In the wake of the financial crisis, consumers are more cautious. They don't ever want to find themselves back in that precarious position. Financial markets are supposed to respond to central banks, not the other way around. When you have the cart leading the horse, you typically can't steer very well. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. It is 7 o'clock on Wall Street. It's 7 o'clock in New Jersey. It only feels later. Our hearts go out to those of you who have been stuck in traffic for hours. Uh, overturned tractor trailer blocking the Lincoln Tunnel. Tom Keene and I are here with you here on Bloomberg Surveillance to get you through that time. It is noon in London, in the city, where... Another Brexit poll shows leave in the lead, and uh, the betting markets tighten quite a bit. But yet it is a risk-on day around the world. We started with uh, China and Tokyo. Tokyo finishing up by four-tenths of a percent. Stock 600 in Europe is up uh, four points right now, 1.1%. And the FTSE is higher by 52 points, nine-tenths of a percent. The pound trading up by six-tenths, 141.95. Risk on in the U.S., S&P futures up by five points. Dow meaning futures up by 49, both of those two-tenths of a percent. Same percentage for NASDAQ 100s. They're up 11 points. Fed meeting today, nothing's supposed to happen. Bond yields going up anyway. Ten-year note yield 1.63%. The five-year, 1.15. And the two-year goes for 74 basis points. This time yesterday, German 10-year note yield was negative. It is just positive now up by a basis point. German two years still down, negative 58. Uh, the euro, 112.26 on the day, is up by about two-tenths of a percent. So the world has not come to an end, even if it appears from the polls that there are various possibilities for that to happen over the next, oh, week or so. Uh, so um, it is a good day to uh, speak to Abby Joseph Cohen because she's generally an optimist about uh, what's going on in the world. Abby, I am sitting next to Tom Keene, so if he mentions the Pittsburgh Penguins, I will whack him on your behalf. Uh, I I, I think Sidney Crosby deserves a lot of credit. (laughs) It was a tough one for you this year uh, because we certainly um, thought the Capitals would have a good chance, but unfortunately it did not work out. But um, what about... The Fed, the U.S. economy, is that going to work out this year? Uh, two weeks ago, the Fed meeting was live and Brexit was dead. Now we've got a 180-degree re- reversal. Um, it is, has been obviously a very volatile first half of 2016 in terms of the data flow and also in terms of policy expectations. And one of the things that I've been concerned about for a very long period of time has been the impact of slow growth outside the United States on our economy, but also on our policymaking. Keep in mind that the Fed, since the financial crisis, has really been serving as the main central bank of the world. And when other central banks have been unable to move um, or they've been unable to have an effective uh, policy to actually stimulate their economies, uh, the Fed has has moved. Um, But what we're seeing in terms of the volatility over the last couple of weeks in the markets is very much related to concerns about growth in Europe, concerns about growth in China and Japan, and so on. And that, of course, has a significant impact on the dollar and also our markets. Well, the uh, 
the dollar has not moved a whole lot, though. I mean, um, we're we're looking at the dollar a little bit down today, and we're we're sort of uh, becalmed, as a sailor would put it, even though uh, you got all these uh, things swirling around. But let's take a look uh, beyond just day to day. There clearly has been over the last year and two a huge rise in the dollar. And and keep in mind that dollar is a relative price. Uh, Part of the rise in the dollar is because we're doing okay. Our economy is growing at about 2% annualized rate. The unemployment rate has gone down notably. But one of the big drivers of the rise in the dollar has been weakness and concern outside the United States. Um, With the disappointing uh, results in in so many other countries and with negative interest rates in other countries, that's something that has moved the dollar higher. Basically, even as our rates are still quite low and very low relative to where they would normally be at this point of an economic cycle, the fact that our rates are higher than they are in other countries means that there's been exceptional uh, flow of, of capital into the United States, and it hasn't been into the equity market. It's been into fixed income, which keeps our rates low, um, and it also keeps right. the dollar high. And this is something that we should be concerned about. I have good faith, uh, good knowledge of this, folks, that Abby Joseph Cohen did not work with Aristotle. She did write an article, Aristotle on Investment Decision Making, 11 years ago. I think we need that now, Abby, when we look at the the turmoil and the day-to-day news flow, how do we keep our blinders on? Essentially, what would Aristotle do? Uh, that's a great question, Tom. Um, what Aristotle was talking about was not to focus in and not to make decisions based upon using our terms, short-term information or inadequate information, and don't presume that you know more than you do. And in this regard, I would say an investor who is not trying to focus in on the static um, in the economic data, but really on the trend uh, in in the flow, uh, is is going to be in in better shape. When we look at the markets right now, and I'm fascinated by your visiting institutions and speaking to Goldman Sachs clients, what's the actuarial assumption given the new terminal value? Is your actuarial assumption now out 5, 10, 20 years? Is it sub 4%? The the decisions that are being made, the assumptions being plugged into models for pensions and endowments and so on, who are truly long-term investors, and the pensions in particular have to make that determination because they want to know if they're properly invested now for their liabilities 20, 30 years into the future, have significantly lowered their expectation of returns. Now, keep in mind that a decade ago, uh, the average uh, expectation was about 8%. Oh, stop. Uh, your critics, higher. Abby, your critics were telling us that Abby Joseph Cohen said we would make 15% a year. You know it. Tom, what I'm talking about is the numbers that got plugged into the model. Um, and, and I never said 15% a year. So, so, so basically that 8% number, and this is not a Goldman Sachs number, this is a number that was industry-wide, was based upon the level of inflation, interest rates, and economic and earnings growth. That number that's built into the assumption for so many of these pension plans is now roughly 5%, maybe a little bit lower. Keep in mind, too, that the asset mix 
makes a very big difference. And a few years ago, um, right before the financial crisis and right after, when the major economies were in recession, many investors who run these large pools of capital had moved into emerging markets with the belief that there would be very good returns available. And that has been a source of disappointment as well in recent years. Keep in mind the United States equity market has notably outperformed uh, almost every other market uh, since we emerged from recession in 2009. Well, one of the things that uh, one uh, investor was pointing out to me this morning is what's going on out there in the world right now is not a black swan. We know and understand all the risks out there, and so the market reaction is something that you can control or react to as opposed to something that's going to take anybody by surprise. I'm not sure I agree with that totally. Um, we see, for example, uh, the weakness globally uh, in, in economic growth. We're not in a global recession, not at all, but we do have interest rates that are unprecedented. And I think that many central banks and many uh, active banks uh, and many investors um, are now realizing that the incremental view of negative right. interest rates is not quite right. You know, the argument has always been for t- from time immemorial that if you need to have a little more growth, you lower interest rates. And what we have seen uh, since the financial crisis is those rates keep getting lowered, and here we are in negative territory. And that may not be such a good thing. So, for example, the negative rates that we saw in Europe uh, beginning about 18 months ago, what we did see an improvement in economic activity in Europe. But was that because of the interest rates or because those low rates meant that the euro was going down relative to the dollar? What we're now seeing, for example, is that the lending institutions in Europe are saying, we're not really lending. They're not getting the deposits in. Because why would you want, as a saver, to put your money into a bank and get a negative return, Um, and and then the banks then don't have the same sort of liquidity to turn around and lend out. So we don't really know um, what some of these circumstances are. Keep in mind that the Federal Reserve during the financial crisis made a very specific decision not to go to negative interest rates. I I agree with that. We've got to come back and discuss this further with Abby Joseph Cohen, the transmission mechanism of negative rates across different countries and, indeed, to the United States. Futures up three. Down futures up 38. This hour of surveillance brought to you by Mount Kisco Volvo. Visit MountKiscoVolvo.com. Here's Michael Barr with news headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Authorities believe the second wife of the Orlando, Florida shooter knew about her husband's plot ahead of time. An official says, though, investigators are reluctant to charge her only on the basis of possible advanced knowledge of her husband's plans. With the primary season out of the way, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton met face-to-face last night. Clinton won going away in yesterday's primary in Washington, D.C. Last night, Clinton and Sanders met face-to-face for about 90 minutes. President Obama will meet with the Dalai Lama at the White House today. China won't be happy with the meeting. China sees the exiled Tibetan spiritual leader as a separatist. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? And, Michael, thanks so much. Let me do a data check. Uh, up three, Dow Futures up 36. Yields was a 158. We're now out to 163. The two-year was a 0.69. Right now, 0.73. So elevated rates in the last 24 hours. With Abby Joseph Cohen.
Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by your Tri-State BMW centers. Visit them online at tristatebmw.com. At BMW, they only make one thing, the ultimate driving machine. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And this Bloomberg Business Flash being brought to you by the accountants and advisors at Eisner Amper. Cybersecurity is on the mind of every business leader. Managing cyber risk should be, too. Get started with a cyber risk assessment. Learn more. EisnerAmper.com slash cyber risk. Well, the markets are higher ahead of the uh, open on Wall Street, uh, although off the best levels of the session, FTSE 100 now is up uh, nine-tenths. The CAC in Paris, uh, 1.2% higher. The German DAX up uh, 0.9%. Stock index futures in the U.S. inching higher uh, following a four-day decline that sent the S&P 500 to a three-week low. This all, of course, before the Federal Reserve's rate decision today. The S&P 500, uh, still less than 3% from its record that was set uh, nearly 13 months ago. Now, among the stocks moving in the pre-market uh, trading, Twitter, uh, that is higher this morning, up about to eight-tenths of a percent. Mark Andreessen, uh, the founder of the venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz, said companies may consider the social media firm for an acquisition. Of course, that's been uh, jumping the past two days after Microsoft agreed to buy uh, LinkedIn. S&P futures right now. Of three points, the Dow futures of 48, NASDAQ uh, futures 10 points higher as we uh, track the Euro 112.27, sterling up half a percent, 141.86. And uh, NYMEX crude right now, 46 cents a barrel. That's down about 1% at 48.03. And we check the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. And back to Michael and Tom. Uh, John Tucker, thank you so much. Bloomberg Surveillance this morning brought to you by Invesco. Looking for investment views? Invesco's high-conviction portfolio managers just to click away. Go to Invesco.com slash U.S. to subscribe to the Invesco blog and follow at Invesco U.S. on Twitter. Futures up 5, Dow Futures up 47. We continue with Abby Joseph Cohen of Goldman Sachs. Abby, one of the things I found interesting in this experiment of negative rates is the sort of kind of like of it. We're sort of kind of like doing negative rates because most of the neg- negative rates are a discussion between the government and banks, but those effects are not passed on to businesses or to individuals, to households, to the public. Is it, what do we do with a sort of kind of like negative rate transmission mechanism? Well, Tom, you are correct that this is a new world uh, that we're not familiar with, and there have been uh, effects um, of negative rates that were, shall we say, not intended. Um, And one of the things that we're seeing, of course, um, in Europe uh, and Japan and elsewhere is that the banks are not in a dramatically better liquidity situation. In Europe, for example, uh, their balance sheets have started to improve, but they're nowhere near as strong as they are in the U.S. Uh, U.S. banks have uh, much stronger balance sheets. They're ready for Basel III and, and so on. So let's take a look at the U.S. 
um, where we have very low interest rates. Um, the recent survey by the Federal Reserve indicates that credit lending standards have, in fact, been tightening. Um, and so we have the situation where it's cheap to borrow if you can get approved to borrow. Um, and one of the things that gives uh, me some encouragement is over the last few months in the United States, there has been an increase in borrowing by small to mid-sized businesses, uh, mainly from regional banks uh, in the United States. It's an indication that business owners are feeling more comfortable. Uh, they're getting ready to do more capital spending, and we also see that they've been doing more hiring. And this is something that is obviously uh, extraordinarily important for on going economic growth in the United States. How much, though, are banks being hurt uh, by the fact that um, they can't get their net interest margins up? Uh, and is that affecting their willingness? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can qualify for a loan, but their, uh, their willingness to make loans. Absolutely. And, and you really have, you know, hit the point on the head. And, and that is these very flat uh, yield curves and negative interest rates mean that banks are not really in the usual position they are to take on risk. And, and keep in mind uh, that the way the financial system works is that there are lending institutions who are willing to lend out their capital um, uh, and take a bit of risk. Um, and what we basically see is that the, the rules that have been imposed um, have pushed us uh, away uh, you know, on this risk spectrum, think of it as a lot of economic growth and lending on one side, and on the other side, risk off, uh, unwillingness to lend, not much economic growth. And normally, we'd like to be someplace, let's say, in the middle of that spectrum, where lending institutions are careful, but they are willing to take on some risk uh, when, when they think that the credit quality is reasonable. What we see is that banks and other lending institutions have really moved dramatically uh, to the other side of the spectrum. Not good for economic growth, point one. And point two, the banks themselves with very weak uh, net interest margin, it's hard to make money. Um, and um, so we, we are, in fact, seeing uh, that banking institutions continue to be under stress. Now, while there's always a lot of political focus on the large banks, the real duress is being seen at the small and mid-sized institutions. And we continue yeah. to see uh, that there have been a number of these institutions who, by the way, serve consumers. They serve small and mid-sized businesses. Um, these are the ones that are being... Uh, either folded or merged uh, out of existence. 30 seconds left. Uh, very little time, but i got to ask you, you mentioned politically, is the presidential campaign in the markets yet? Um, it is. Um, and it always is, by the way. Um, basically, consumer confidence usually doesn't do well um, uh, during a presidential campaign because of the uncertainty. And this particular campaign, um, as it's getting uglier, uh, is having an impact. It's an impact uh, not just on spending, but also uh, we see decisions being made by investors, not just institutions, but also individuals who increasingly say maybe they'd like to be on the sidelines. Abby Joseph Cohen, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it with uh, Goldman Sachs. Mike, I, 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 I'll be fascinated to see what Janet Yellen says today about negative interest rates. We're, we're getting, do you agree, Mike, that we're getting a little bit wiser 
on the ramifications of this original economics? Well, uh, the Fed never liked uh, negative rates. And yeah. As she said uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, they're off the table for the U.S. Central Bank. It's what they do to the yeah. U.S. economy through others. Yeah. Stay with us. Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-SPDRS. 